Hey everybody out there, I just want to say I hope you're having a great day today, you're enjoying this summer and you're having lots of fun with your family and friends. I hope you're not having a bad day and I hope you're not sick in a hospital bed and I hope that nothing's really bad and you're able to listen to this podcast with a little joy in your heart. We're going to talk about Jesus, just a little bit about Jesus today, and just a thought about where would you be or what were you doing when Jesus found you? And I want to just talk a little bit about just Jesus. So sit right back, grab yourself a drink, pop, a tea, a lemonade. Don't need your Bible today unless you want to just grab the Bible and thumb through it. Maybe you want to share this podcast with a friend. But we're going to get right into this after a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody out there in podcast, this is David coming at you with another talk. Well, today's Thursday, it's late in the afternoon, close to the evening now. Sun's pretty bright, it was kind of gloomy and cloudy most of the day. And just been relaxing and resting, doing some healing today from, you know, the surgery I had. Today's one of those days that is a drawback. The weather was damp and humid, so it's kind of rough on the body with the, with the weather like that. So I thought throughout the day, what could be a good podcast day? What would be a good talk? What would be something? Because yesterday I gave a pretty, pretty good Bible study, I believe. It's a lot there. If you wanted to unpack that and spend a little bit of time on your own self with another friend or a family member in your house and just read that together... There's a lot there you can discuss with one another. And what I like about the Bible and the way God taught me is a lot of stuff you just take for face value. It's very plain. You don't have to have a concordance. You don't have to have a uh, dictionary. When God says something in the Bible, you can read it for face value. You can pray to him and he will give you understanding. He's one of the best ones to ever go to and he will help you along the way. He loves to help people understand his word and he will make a way to do that if you don't think God talks or that you have to go through a whole bunch of religious ceremonies to get him to talk to you then you might not have met Jesus so I challenge you today to spend some time in prayer before you make a decision before you read the Bible before you get into a discussion with somebody or before you make a big decision in life and just watch you'll see the situation either change Or what I find is God really changes my heart before a situation so that afterwards I can look back and say, Wow, Lord, thank you. You really intervened and you really helped that situation out. And most of it was on my behalf. Doing something to my attitude, doing something to my understanding. Just helping me out because I'm the one asking for help and that my free will was given over to him. And one of the hardest prayers that I've ever seen and it's almost an impossible prayer is, And yes, I said God has an impossible prayer that you can pray is to change the will of another person because God's not in the business of changing wills. He leaves that to you and I to make that decision, folks. 
And if you are trying to change the will of another person, you might be running up against a steel wall and have better luck doing another prayer. Because I don't think God will ever change another person's will for you. And if you believe that way, you might want to change your belief system. It's not a very good way. Now you can pray for situations around a person so God can intervene and help And then you can get access to get in there and work with people, do something. But for God to change a person's will, that's not going to happen. We have free will, folks. We have the ability to make choices, conscious decisions. And this is a God that's a very good gentleman. And not only a gentleman, he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the most high King. He's the most high one. There is no one above him. There's no one outside of God that can rule over him. He's supreme ruler, supreme Lord, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and his name is Jesus. God with us. Emmanuel. That's what the prophet said. God with us. And who is God with us? Jesus coming in the flesh. John chapter 1 is a great chapter if you want to study that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John chapter 1. If you go to 114, verse 14, if you slide down to verse 14 in your reading. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word was the prophetic Word. His Word, the prophecies, the fulfillment of all prophecies. He became that Word and came and dwelt among His people. And they rejected him the Jews at that time had the king of kings walking with them their their mighty God their Jehovah Jireh their Jehovah Nisi their Jehovah Jehovah Yeshua if you want to say he was walking right beside him and they didn't recognize it and instead they killed him because they were looking for a mighty one to come and conquer Rome to, to be the king, to be the king ruler. And they were going to follow along and defeat Romans and anyone, any Gentile that would stand in the way and they would get the kingdom back here on earth. But yet this Jesus was causing a contradiction in their interpretation of scripture. And so they had to do something with this Jesus. They had to get rid of him because he didn't fit the profile. <clears throat> he didn't look like the king of kings. He didn't act like the king of kings. He didn't have a lot of money. He didn't have a fancy car. He didn't have a big house. As a matter of fact, he walked around with the same robe, some sandals, because we know that John said he wasn't even worthy to unlatch his sandals. So we know he had that. He didn't have a car, or at that time, horse and buggy, or the fastest donkey. As a matter of fact, he didn't have very much. He laid his head on a stone most of the time. He didn't really have a home, didn't have a family like we would consider a plutonic family, the nuclear family. He didn't have all that stuff, and he didn't aspire to be great, he didn't aspire to be the top salesman, he didn't aspire to have the biggest arms the greatest things in life. He didn't look to none of that stuff. Instead, he gave his life up for us. 
He died on the cross for you and I. He went to the accusers. He let them beat him, mock him, scourge him, say all kinds of things that were not true against him. He didn't retaliate. He didn't try to pick a fight. He didn't do anything to get his name cleared. He didn't try to get even. Like a sheep heading to the shears, he went. Like a ox, dumb, led to the slaughter. He just walked right to the cross, let him nail him to it. They slammed a crown of thorns on his head. They mocked him in front of everybody, in front of his mom, his disciples. How humiliating would that be as a leader in front of your disciples now? You're a leader now. Just imagine the leader nowadays and the preachers and the pastors nowadays. Don't talk about the pastor. Don't speak bad. Don't do this. Don't do this in front of their disciples. They want to be puffed up, put up, laid up. The biggest chair up in front of everybody. The biggest nice vehicle. The biggest nice house. Don't speak about them. But yeah, Jesus shows us the opposite. He let himself get beat in front of all of his disciples, his protégés, his up-and-comings. And he showed them that you don't speak out. You don't have to say anything. He gave his life for them. How would the church be in the 21st century if leaders did that nowadays instead of fighting to defend their name or to defend their church or to get back, retaliate? So folks, what is the moral of the story today? This is what I was thinking when I woke up. How good a life did you have before Jesus showed up and did anything for you? Was everything all together? Did you have it all together? Was everything so perfect that you just decided to choose Jesus and try him out? Or is he everything? Did he change your life? Did he influence your life? Did he do something in a mighty way to bring you out of a situation, to save you from yourself, to save you from destruction, to save you from drugs, alcohol, smoking, fighting, swearing, whatever it was? Lying, cheating? Or was your life all together and you just nonchalantly come walking up to Jesus and put your shoulder to his and said, let's go, Jesus, let's go do something? Or did he have to pull you from the ground and lift you up and say, come on, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Just something to think about today. Not a big the- theological podcast. I did that yesterday. That's a good one. I'll get back into it in the next few days. This will give you something to think about, tie you over. And with that, God bless. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this podcast. I want to just give you a warm thanks from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you and I hope something today sparks a thought in your brain cell, cause you to grow a little bit more for Jesus, talk a little bit more about him, and not be ashamed of the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And I hope you have a blessed day. Please share. God bless.